Lord, we know that you're well able to do that, and we pray would help us to open our hearts, our minds, our spirits, Lord, to receive from you what, Lord, is on your heart for us to hear today. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I start with a bit of a question, really, a thought, a reflection. I wonder how many of you, how many Christians have found that their walk with God, their faith, has not really matched up to their expectations. It's not been this exhilarating, rewarding, exciting walk that they anticipated. Prayers haven't quite been answered, haven't seen the breakthroughs, the power. You're sitting back and thinking, well, you know, I've, I've bought into this, but Gosh, when I look at what the scriptures say and what we read in the Bible and the heroes of faith, and then I look at my own life, I think, gosh, it's not really, not really what I anticipated, not really what I expected. And I think that's true for a, a lot of people, a lot of Christians across the globe, not just here. And I want to address that question today, or at least try to answer it. And I want to look at what I believe the Bible teaches is the foundation, the, the basis upon which we can truly expect that our walk with God is beyond anything else life could ever offer. It is very satisfying, it's um, exciting, it's fulfilling, and it's powerful. So what, is, what does the scripture teach about this? What does it tell us? Maybe what have we, what have I at times missed in my life? And there's two key words that it really in some ways boils down to. You could think of different words, but the two words I want to use are all in. All in. And all in faith, where we are, Fully surrendered to living for God. I want to explore that. What, what does that mean? What does that look like? We hear it a lot, don't we? So bear with me as I try and ground this truth so that it's going to help you and help me as we move forward. We're talking about all in and all out for the all in all. Why do you say that with me? All in and all out for the all in all. Because the rewards of an all in, all out faith or lifestyle is out of this world. It's almost incomprehensible. And I know it's what we all want. I want to say that I'm experiencing that to a measure. Walk with God that is truly beyond anything I would have imagined. For me, I guess it has delivered more than I expected. But I want that for all of us, and yet I'm, I'm only uh, on a journey in this myself. So I really am preaching to myself this morning. If you want to listen in, fine. But this is a journey that I think I am on 
myself. Now, I'm not talking about a life without struggles, trials, or battles. <laughs> as long as you're on planet Earth, they're going to be there all the time. But you see, God has designed Christianity to work and deliver all that we long for on the basis of all in, <laughs> on the basis of full surrender to Jesus, whereby he's not just an add-in, he's everything. So here's how it works. It's going to come on your screen. If you give your all to God, he will give his all to you. If you go out of your way for God, he will go out of his way for you. If you give yourself fully to God, he will give himself fully to you. It's that simple. It's not rocket science. It's not complicated. The most simple person can understand it. And so really, God puts a ball in our court. He says, I've hit the ball to you. Now, you, you hit it back to me. So he said, okay, you give yourself fully to me. Fully, I'll give myself fully to you. If you're all in for me, I'll be all in for you. The ball is in your court. So we can all do this. It may not be the easiest thing to do, but we can all do this. See, success in most things requires being all in. If you watch champion sports people, champion sports teams, you listen to them, they are all in. I mean the training, the practice, the, the exercises, the early mornings that they do. I mean, we all know, don't we? They're all in. And then they are successful. That's how they win. This was really illustrated to me in a powerful way on our last trip. So here we are in Barcelona, and we go to visit the Sagrada Familia. I should have got you a photo for that, but I didn't. It's considered the largest church construction in the world. We're there in, I don't know, 1,000, 2,000 people there. Just, it just packs out. People come to see this because it's an extraordinary architecture. It, it's just beyond belief. You go in there and you just go, my goodness, how could anyone ever design something as magnificent as this? And you think of God the creator and this man by the name of Gaudi, who was a man before his time. He was just brilliant. But this is what we found out. He actually, to accomplish his calling in life, he actually lived in the church. This construction, this thing that he wanted to fulfill, that I guess God had called him to do in a sense, he actually lived on site. He remained single his entire life. He was all in to fulfill his destiny. He eventually got run over, I think, by a, a bus or a vehicle. No one recognized him because he was in these old clothes. He didn't pursue money. That was, he, that, that was off the radar for him. He was all in for his destiny. And so he ends up in a hospital a few days later and actually dies, which is quite a, a fairly tragic sort of a story. But when I heard the history of Gaudi and what he gave to fulfill, let's say, his destiny. It's like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, Tuck, and, and what are you willing to do? 
So I've now just set up a room in the far corner there with a bed in it. I'm going to be sleeping on the site from now on to fulfill what God's planned for my life. And so those of you who are good at cooking curry, chicken curry, bring it in, all right? I'll be waiting at the front door every morning, waiting for my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So expect you to look after me, all right? Isn't that amazing? He was all in. That was a challenge to my heart. And I thought, compared to Gaudi, (laughs) I've got a long way to go. That's why I'm preaching to myself. (laughs) Keep listening if you want to. It's going to get pretty steep. It's a journey, but it's an exciting journey, I believe. If there's one area, if there's one area you want to succeed in, it's got to be your walk with God. I mean, it's more important than having a great career or making a lot of money or even having a great family or all those other things. There's nothing more important. When you stand before God, really the only thing that's going to matter is how well you did in your walk with God, how all in you were and how blessed it became as a result of that. So if there's an area in our lives which you want to give our all into, it's our relationship and our walk with God. The UK trip was, as you know, something of an open heaven uh, for me, and the voice of God was at times remarkably clear. One of the things that the Holy Spirit really made clear to me on this trip was that with regards to the Church of the West, He wants to lift the spiritual temperature. He wants to raise the temperature of the church in the Western world because it's not what God wants it to be. If we are ruthlessly honest today, and this will go across the globe on TV, the Western church is described in Revelation 3, 15 and 16 as the Laodicean church. I know your works, you're neither cold, you're not hot, which sounds not bad, doesn't it? I could wish you were cold or hot, you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot. There's words that follow that that we'll leave for another time. Therefore be zealous and repent. I'm sure you'll all agree with me that a lukewarm church will never change society. It will never impact. If we're marginally different to the world, we're not going to change the world. (laughs) And sadly, what's happening in many places today is the world is changing the church. And the church is becoming more like the world. Instead of the church changing the world, which is its mission. But to do that, and this is another message, we have to be radically different to the people of the world. So God's taking us on a very exciting journey, because is there anything better than being more passionate for God and experiencing all the blessing that comes with it? And I know that deep down, if I was to sit down and talk with you long enough and dig deep down into the depths of your being, lodged in there is a passionate desire to be all out for God. 
There's no one in this room who doesn't want to be all out. We just don't quite know how to get there. Do you know why we all want to be all out? Because God put it in our spirits, in our DNA. When you became a Christian, he put that in you, a desire to give your all to God. But how to do that, especially when you're caught in a Laodicean atmosphere, is not an easy thing to do. It's more the exception than the rule. So here's the challenge over the next few weeks that you and I take one or more steps of greater surrender to God, to being all in. One step of surrender can lead you to a completely different and better life. One decision, one change, one risk, one sacrifice can change your life forever. I want to acknowledge Mark Batterson and his book, for some of the thoughts that I'm sharing with you today. You've heard me mention before, haven't you, the butterfly effect, but it's really got my attention because it's the scientific theory that a single occurrence, no matter how small, listen to this, can change the course of the universe forever. One single occurrence, no matter how small, that a minor event like a, the flapping of a butterfly's wings in Brazil can conceivably alter wind currents sufficiently to cause a tornado in Texas. That's the butterfly effect. And I want to try and help you today, over the coming weeks, to make that one step, small step, flap your butterfly wings. <laughs> that is going to totally change the trajectory of your life and cause you to have an impact for God that you never dreamed you would ever have. Try not to think of some massive steps you've got to take, because you will take none. I'm thinking of one step, but make it a significant one so it does impact you. Whatever that might look like, I don't know what it could be. It may just be to start attending a small group. Could be like that. Because suddenly you have to start connecting with people. You start to love on people, and that changes their lives. You pray for someone, they get healed, and then you have a crisis, and a crisis you would have crashed in, but because you're in a small group, they had to pray for you, and then you see how God's broke, done a miracle in your life, and so you get more excited about God, and then you're telling you, you know, your family get excited about God, and then the next generation follows God, and, and it all started with that. You flapped your butterfly wings, <laughs> and you went to a small group. Can you see what I'm saying? What is it? To be all in can change your life forever. Now, it's surprisingly possible, I trust no one here is guilty, to attend church regularly and never be all in. To do a lot of good things, to serve, to live right, to give, to worship, to raise your hands, but never fully surrender to God. So this is what happens. We end up at a gospel where people buy in without selling out. And it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's convenient and comfortable. And then people, you hear them say, well, I tried Christianity. Didn't change my life. Didn't sort out my issues. My prayers weren't answered. 
I didn't find it very fulfilling. You talk about this adrenaline rush of certain... I didn't experience that. But did they ever sell out? Were they ever all in? <laughs> which is the foundation requirement, which we'll get to shortly. So people end up getting just enough of Jesus to be bored. But not enough to enjoy the thrill and the excitement of a life sold out to Jesus. So what all in is not? Just define that. I'm just trying to help you get a picture of what we're talking about. So all in is not attending church once a week, though we want to do that. It's not daily devotions. It's not fasting once a week. It's not sharing your faith or tithing, attending or leading a small group, or being in the choir, going on a missions trip. These are all a part of being all in. But all in is actually surrendering all of you to all of him. It's giving him your whole life, you know, lock, stock, and barrel, you know, your, your time, your talents, your money, your, your ambitions, your, your desires, your hopes. It's giving it all over to Jesus. That's what all in is. And we can do all these other things, and I can do them as well, without being all in. And all of us want to be all in. So Holy Spirit, would you help us this morning as we share this word? Would you cause it to lodge somewhere in our spirit? Let there be a revelation come, Lord, of what you are actually saying to us individually as a church and personally that we might take steps towards a walk with you that we never dreamed was possible. Holy Spirit, would you help us to be all in? So Jesus never hid from us the conditions of following him. He made it clear. Let's look at some. Luke 9, 23 to 24. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek First, <laughs> not second, not third, not fourth, first. <clears throat> and then what's the promise? All these things will be added to you. So again, the ball's in our court, isn't it? God says, yeah, I'm ready to add all things to you. <laughs> but your part, seek first. Seek it before your finances, before your career, before your sport, before your hobby, before anything else. God is first. Now, it may sound a bit tough, but the rewards are out of this world. You step into a, the favor of God that just blows your mind. I'm really just saying, try it. <laughs> just try it. See what I, here's the reward. Mark 10, 29 to 30. Jesus answered, assuredly, I say to you, this is the promise of God. There's no one who's left houses, brothers, sister, father, mother, wife, or children, or lands for my sake in the gospel, who should not receive a hundred times now in this time, Houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, and children. So Jesus said, if you sacrifice for me, so if you, you sacrifice at level one, he said, I'll reward you a hundred times more. Who reckons that's a good deal? So why don't we do it? <laughs> because we're not sure we're going to get a hundred times back. Well, I'm telling you, you will. You will because God's word cannot lie. God is no man's debtor. You will never out 
sacrifice God. You'll never outgive God. You'll never do more for God than he doesn't do a hundred times more for you. No one's going to stand before God and say, God, I sacrificed this, this, and this, and you did not deliver. We can all stand before God and say, man, God, I just delivered this, and man, you multiplied it a hundred times over. You rewarded me beyond comprehension. This is a good deal, folks. I'm doing you a favor this morning. I'm telling you how you can step into a hundredfold blessing, a hundredfold favor of God, a hundredfold fulfillment, a hundredfold satisfaction in your life. Thank you for that. Amen over there. Awesome. So the rewards are amazing. So to fulfill the massive call on Church Unlimited to reach New Zealand and the nations, is going to need a church that's all in. Because it's going to take all of us together. Europe and beyond. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't. But we can. Can't we? How many of you reckon we can do Europe and beyond? Who reckons we can pull it off? We can do it. As we are all in. So, start saving your money now. See, God's been challenging me to all in for months. That's why I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> He's challenging me. See, come on, Tart. You saw Gaudi. You saw what he gave. You saw the result. Tark. How much do you want it? That's a challenging question. Because I'm not sure. I think I really, really, really want it. I think. It's the work of the Spirit in my life that's taking place right now. <clears throat> so we all want to do amazing things for God. And that seems noble. How many of you want to do amazing things for God? Yep. We all do, don't we? But we've got it backwards. It's the wrong thinking. <clears throat> God wants to do amazing things for us and through us. It's not, God, I want to do amazing things for you. No, no, no. God's saying, no, I want to do amazing things for you and through you. It's a whole different way of thinking about it. Doing the amazing things is God's part. It's his role, not ours. Do you know what our part is? All in. It's all in. God says, you'll be all in. I will do amazing things through you. You won't believe what I'll do through you if you will be all in. So let's forget about doing amazing things for God. Let's be all in and let God do amazing things for us. Through us. It takes all the pressure off in, in one sense that I've got to do something amazing for God. No, no, I just, well, the amazing thing I have to do for God is the surrender, is the all-in. Just remember the all-in is the most liberating thing on the planet. This is, the, the truth will set you free. You don't say, oh man, they want us to be all-in. How, how dull and dark and depressing is it? No, no, this is liberty at the highest level. There is no greater message on the planet and being all in for Jesus. I reckon that's good preaching. There is no greater message. There's no more liberating message. People out in the world are trying to do it without God, aren't they? 
What are they, depressed? <laughs> they're on drugs. They're on, addicted to porn. You know, they're, they're miserable. They're, you know, they're on opioids, all the rest of it. Why? Because they're trying to do God, life without being all in for God. It's bondage. <laughs> Liberty. Freedom is all in. <laughs> being sold out. Because Jesus only ever asks us what's best for us. He doesn't tell us to be all in so we're going to be miserable. He knows that's going to give us the best life possible moving forward. You know, we admire people being wonderfully used by God, but we can all have that. We can all have God do amazing things for us and through us if we are all in. Because you know what happens when you go all in? It's my discovery. Is the Holy Spirit steps in. He just steps in. And you start to see these amazing things take place. Into a measure as a church and ourselves, I guess, it's hard to say some of these things, but to a measure we've been all in for reaching this nation. Is that right? You know, we, we, we've done our bit. We've, we could have done a lot more, but we've done a bit. But the Holy Spirit steps in. Before you know it, you've got New Zealand beyond Auckland, Christchurch, Pakistan and beyond, UK and beyond, Egypt and beyond, Europe and beyond. What's happened? As we've been to a measure all in, the Holy Spirit steps in and says, you watch this. You watch what I will do. You step into a supernatural zone of God. You know, for years in my travels, I've stayed in some of the most terrible hotels and rooms you could imagine. I don't even know how I did it, some of the places. I remember one boat cabin. We slept on these stretches. It was rat infested. And you would see their heads at the end of your, your um, stretcher. Their paws up, looking at And then you look around, there's 20, 30 in the room. Of course, we shifted out to another room. We didn't stay there. I remember another room in Bihar, India. Adrian and I together. I, I still regret to this day ever taking her there. The room was dark. It was dirty. And it was dangerous. You remember that, eh? It was just horrific. I thought, my God, what are we doing here? It was shocking. Then I remember getting outside a flooded city in the Philippines and we had to put out our belongings on a canoe and we, they took us in the canoe out of the city over the tops of the banana trees. We wouldn't want it to have shaken would have lost everything. And I could go on. I remember being depressed before going on some of these mission trips, knowing how hard they would be for weeks. 
thinking, how am I going to do this? Those of you who know me well, from the time I was on the plane, I was counting down the hours till I got back. The days. Not a day would go by when I was thinking, five days to go, four, three, two. <laughs> what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is this. To a measure, because I'm not all in by any stretch. But to a measure, when you... Go all in for God. See, why did I do those things? It's my calling. It's my destiny. It's God's plan for my life. To that measure, I was all in. But what do you see today? You see it and beyond and beyond and beyond and beyond. Why? Because when you go all in, the Holy Spirit steps in. Not at the time of being all in, but in time to come. He goes all in for you. You give your all to God, He gives all to you. And then, of course, even in those countries in the midst of total depression, there were some extraordinary meetings, extraordinary meetings. But most of all, 93, 4, and 5, the most amazing visitations of God into my life came in the midst of those trips that were so hard and so depressing. But God stepped in and did some amazing things. Today I enjoy the fruit of it and the blessing of it. And then of course, as I told you last week, you get to Barcelona. Hotel's full and you're upgraded to the executive suite. <laughs> but now you know why I broke into worship. Because I remembered all the years have gone before. Well, I'm not getting very far in this message, so I'm going to have to wrap it up halfway through. Best part was to come. I'd save the good points till later, but man, I'm sorry, you're just not going to get it. Uh, but I'll give you a little bit more, okay, because I've got to go to the city. If you go out of your way for God, he'll go out of his way for you. When you go all in for God, you start to walk under more of an open heaven. That's what we're talking about. And one aspect of surrender is being willing to go out on a limb. Get out of the boat. Go beyond what the average person is willing to do in the pursuit of God. Call it being radical. Jesus loves desperation. He really does. Jesus honored the tax collector who climbed the sycamore tree by having lunch with him. Wouldn't you like Jesus to have lunch with you, to sup with you, to fellowship with you? Go climb a tree. You know what I mean? He honored the four friends who cut a hole in the roof by healing their paralyzed friend. 
You want your paralyzed friend? Hurt, wounded friend? Struggling friend? Healed? Go cut a hole in the roof. Do something radical. He honoured the woman who fought her way through the crowds to touch the hem of his garment by healing her illness. He honoured the prostitute who poured out the alabaster jar of perfume all over Jesus by restoring her dignity. It's time to go out of our way to climb a tree in pursuit of God. Press through every obstacle until we touch Jesus and get our breakthrough. Pour out a year's salary. That's what that perfume was worth on the feet of Jesus and see God open heaven over our lives. Jesus still looks for desperation. How desperate am I? Are you desperate enough to make a change, a sacrifice? Desperate enough to pray through the night to forgive the person who offended you? To attend a prayer meeting each week to invite that person to church, to use your gifts to serve God? Share Christ with a work colleague. Do what others are not willing to do. Desperate enough to be all in for Jesus. The challenge of this series is that you have a life-defining moment when you sell out for God. Like when Abraham offered Isaac on the altar. When Peter stepped out of the boat, Esther chose to go in the, to see the king at the risk of her life to save a nation. Joseph forgave his brothers, the little boy gave his lunch, the widow gave her might. All acts of massive faith. All acts of all in. Surrender that changed the trajectory of their lives. Opened the heavens over them and they saw God work incredible miracles. As the musicians come, it's time to be all in. All out. For the all in all. He's worth it and he deserves it. Well, that message didn't go as I 